Traveling with LK podcast, where we not only explore traveling tips and advice, but we also explore how to navigate this thing called life. And in this episode, we will be hearing a phenomenal journey from a phenomenal woman, Debbie, who is on the road to saving the world one life at a time. So make sure you, as usual, you have your pen and paper and you're ready to take notes on how to start saving the world. Hello and welcome to another episode of Traveling with LK and I'm super excited to have another very great world-changing friend as a guest today. This woman is phenomenal and I will have her introduce herself. So go for it, girl. <laughs> Hi everyone. I'm so glad to finally be on here. <laughs> um, my name's Deborah Onokumaya. Um I met LK or Lindsay Killett um, in school. We were both in grad school uh, where we got our master's in public health um, with a focus in global health uh, from New York University. Um, And honestly, my background really is in the sciences. So undergrad was in biochemistry. And then obviously I have a bleeding heart. So I naturally want to save the world. Um, and I got my master's in public health. Um, I am originally from Nigeria, but I was born in Phoenix, Arizona, and then I was shipped back to Nigeria, (laughs) and uh, that's where I grew up until college, Um, and I'm so glad to be here. Yes, awesome. World changer. Yes, you definitely are. Um, So where, let's, talk about where have you traveled where have you been you talked about you're from Nigeria you moved here then you went back and then you came back where else have you traveled in the world um so before we even dive into traveling I would say I um the traveling bug has been in my family so when my mom was uh in her late 20s before she wanted to you know get married or have kids she always wanted to travel and you know while always told me about all her travels we always looked at her pictures mm-hmm. she always had currency mm-hmm. from every country she ever visited so that bug has always been with me and you know I've always wanted to see the world I hope to continue traveling mm-hmm. <laughs> even on a budget yes yes <laughs> um but um to your question about traveling um I've been to several countries um a lot of in Europe um in um, Africa, as well as one in Asia recently, which I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hopefully I'm able to explore those regions. But to be specific, um, in Africa, I'm from Nigeria. Um, I visited Ghana severally, and I've been to um, South Africa as well. Um, you would think that because I'm African, I would have visited a ton of countries <laughs> <laughs> across that continent. But Unfortunately, that has not been the case, but I hope to explore uh, that um, as well. In Europe, I would say I've been to England, um, Spain, Germany, Italy, and France. Mm -hmm. Um, In um, Asia, I visited Nepal, Mm -hmm. and then also in the Middle East, um, I visited uh, Dubai. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I've been to a couple. I've also, I I don't know, it's the United Kingdoms, England, and Scotland. So, um, 
Yeah, the only continent I've yet to visit is South America, mm-hmm. but in September of this year, I plan on going to Guatemala. Ooh, so, and that's for work, but uh, hey. it still <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it definitely counts. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find yeah. some time to explore. Hopefully, um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, before we get into your work though, because I want to hear more about that, your experience traveling and working. Uh, what has mm-hmm. been your favorite destination you've been to, and why? Um, honestly, I would say I can't pinpoint one, but I would say my top two destinations have been Scotland, mm-hmm. um, and, um, specifically the Scottish Highlands, Ooh, yeah. um, and, uh, Barcelona. Ooh. Um, so the reasons, um, I would say specific, um, specifically for Scotland is that it had so much rich history. And, you know, I'm a sucker for sad stories. And, you know, a lot of their stories are sad about trying to gain their independence from the British. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just the country air, um, the environment of the country and the people are so nice. Um, You know, I would say across the UK, the Scottish people are like, you know, super duper nice. Um, I felt at home there. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, my mom is British, so I do oh. carry a, a UK passport. So oh. it was so nice. Like, you know, it, I, although I'm Nigerian and American, it also felt like some part of home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was very nice um, to be there. And it was so peaceful. The Scottish Highlands is so great. I love hiking. Mm-hmm. So, um it's a really great place to hike, and you don't have to be worried about snakes. Oh yeah, or, or wild animals. Maybe like a wild pig or something, but that's like one in a million or something. But yeah. Well, that sounds like somewhere I need to go and hike because snakes. Yeah, uh-uh, I don't do um, that. The only downside I would say about Scotland is the weather is never the best. It always rains, um, and you know, it's pretty cold. But honestly, if you if you have a warm jacket and a good raincoat, honey, you're all hey, set. Hey, <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, then I would say Barcelona. Just, again, the people were super. The thing for me, when I really love a destination is when people are really nice. When the locals are mm-hmm. nice, you know, when people are super helpful, when I feel safe, that is always a great destination. Uh, destination so i would say barcelona was great it was nice and warm everyone was nice the food was great i oh we always ate uh tapas which is kind of like finger food Mm -hmm. but just great tasting Mm -hmm. (laughs) and paella Mm -hmm. um which is like a seafood seafood rice oh yeah everything just all about barcelona was easy it was easy to navigate easy to understand people were great it was nice weather. Um, you know, it was just a fun time, man. Wow, that sounds like um, paradise. I about, <laughs> yeah, I was there for about a week. I would say I was, a, I was, I spent about a week in both places, uh, Scotland and Barcelona, and it was just like out of this world, wow. you know. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been. But I need to travel. More. Yeah. I have kind of slowed down on that, and a lot of my travel has been around work. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward in the next couple of months to travel, you know, for vacation, for like culture and, you know, food and music that like that eat, pray, love. Kind oh, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the yeah. eat, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the eat, on the eat. 
Oh, man. So you want to travel more leisure, but let's dive a little bit into your work experience abroad. So can you tell us what what brought you to working abroad or what some of, what are some of the projects you have worked on or currently working on? Wherever you want to start. Mm, okay, so I would say what piqued my interest into what I currently do. So I got into global health um, because I've always been interested in maternal and child health and to be specific more about the population. So populations in low and middle income countries. So essentially pregnant women that live in low and middle income countries. And because I'm, you know, Nigerian, I'm from West Africa, I'm, you know, more inclined to work with populations that are from that continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. So that kind of piqued my interest into global health. Um, So I got into NYU, Um, my track was global health, and it gave me an opportunity to learn a lot about, you know, that space, you know, that research and opportunities. And I also had the opportunity to intern at NYU Langone Mm -hmm. um, in the implementation science lab. And a lot of the work they do is in global health with a focus on um, populations in low and middle income countries. So that's kind of how I got into that space. And um, while I was in school, I had the opportunity to um, be part of a capstone project. So as opposed to like a thesis that you would do at the end of a master's program, you, if you're in the global health track, you have the option of doing a capstone. So I got the opportunity to be part of a group that went to um, Ghana to look at vaccine safety and surveillance. And to so so basically we went there to see are people taking va- vaccines? Um, how is the reception to vaccines? And, you know, how is that tracked within that community from the lowest possible level in the community all the way up to the national level? Mm-hmm. So through that, I was able to travel to Ghana you know, we were able to talk to the people. And I might add, they're also amazing people, very accommodating, very welcoming. Um, and, you know, that was how I kind of got a foot in the door with Global Health. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through my internship at the Implementation Science Lab at NYU Langone, I um, was hired as a program coordinator in the section for Global Health. So I was, first of all, I was like super duper happy <laughs> that, you know, not only was I, you know, my capstone was in global health, I was able to travel, mm-hmm. but I was able to transfer that into what I currently do now. So I'm part of the section for global health. A lot of the countries we work in are in sub-Saharan Africa. So we have um, Ghana, Kenya, Tanzania, and Nigeria, um, thankfully, um, is where we work. And we work really around hypertension research. Mm-hmm. So um, we... Um, I, 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 I'm not sure if, you know, people read the news a lot, but, you know, in the in the past, when we associated Africa with, like, infectious diseases, mm-hmm. so things like HIV, diarrheal diseases, you know, things that are transmissible, fat, that are transmittable um, between people. But slowly, that dynamic is changing, and populations in, um, you know, low- and middle-income countries and in Africa are experiencing non-communicable disease burden, so things like cancer heart attacks, you know, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, um, you know, COPD, lung disease. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that are now on the rise. You right. Know? 
So that's kind of like a double burden. So you have the burden of infectious disease and a burden of non-communicable diseases. So that's kind of where I'm at in that space in global health. So we're our focus is on cardiovascular disease, specifically hypertension, and to lower, you know, that burden in, you know, those countries I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So that's like a long-winded answer to how I got to where I Hey, I mean, it's it's like (laughs) a perfect kind of timeline going there, how you built up to where you are now. So we've heard where you came from, you know, your journey up to where you are now. Where do you see yourself in the future? Earlier, you were saying you want to save the world because you have a bleeding heart. I love how you said that. Um, (laughs) What is that? What does that mean to you? What is all this work you're doing globally leading up to in the trap, your travel bug that's bitten you? What what do you see that leading up to in the future? Honestly, I have short term and long term. All right. There we go. Let's let's go to the short term. Mm -hmm. So the short term goal is to continue developing my skills in global health mm-hmm. to make an even bigger impact for my lo- um, long-term goal. So my short-term goal essentially is to get a PhD, okay. um, specifically in population health, and to develop skills that really inform, you know, how can I um, improve the health, specifically, you know, um, things like hypertension in um, mothers. So like... Um, For example, when women are pregnant, right, Mm -hmm. um, they experience things like preeclampsia or eclampsia. And for those that might not know what that is, is like there's a spike in um, blood pressure, right? And a lot of the times this is not caught early or when it occurs, it's always too late, you know, and that leads to a lot of deaths among women, a lot of deaths, um, between the mother and the child. So essentially my long-term goal is to reduce those cases of, you know, maternal um, hypertension in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, So to catch it early to, you know, identify counsel and possibly refer these women to um, hospitals, to clinics that can help them. Mm -hmm. Um, As you know, these populations are in very limited resource areas. So a lot of them are going to, you know, a midwife or someone that knows how to give birth to a baby, you know, they either are too far away from a hospital or, you know, they don't have the resources, you know, to get services from a hospital. So my long-term goal is really to be in that space where I'm either connecting mothers to healthcare or I'm training these traditional birth attendants or midwives to be able to, you know, identify those kind of cases where mothers are hypertensive or, um, you know, pregnant women have high blood, um, high blood pressure reading. And they're, and those advocate, those, those, um, midwives are able to advocate for them to get help. Mm -hmm. So that's really where I see myself and honestly see life is, if I'm able to save at least one life, I'm making an impact. Like I, I mean, you like, and this is, this could be different for everyone. You know, we could make all the money in the world. We could, you know, be the most famous person, but if we're not able to help our next door neighbor, if, if we're not able to change at least one person's life, like, are we really fulfilling our purposes? So that's mm-hmm. kind of 
really where I'm at, mm-hmm. you know, and that's always been my life philosophy to be able to help my fellow man, to be able to improve people's lives. Regardless, I, I, I don't have to be the richest person in the world. I don't have to be a billionaire to change at least one person's life. Amen. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. See what I tell y'all, this is a world changer right here. We're talking about, man, that's just so inspiring. Um, so just like earlier, you were saying the travel bug bit you, what bit you to get that into your philosophy? Because a lot of people would generalize their, you know, idea or purpose in life. But what what ignited that in you to even want to help somebody else? Or do you know? I mean, like, honestly, I would just say the family I grew up in, you know, my parents, they were always helping people, regardless of, you know, you know, their financial status or, you know, if it was like the last dime they had or, you know, just learning from, you know, growing up, learning from them and seeing what they did mm-hmm. um, in helping people, e- even if it was just, you know, you know, giving their last, you know, you know, dollar or their last, um, um, yeah, their last dollar, that kind of showed me that, you know, I, I can't just live life you know, being selfish, not to say people that are not involved in public health or, you know, selfish, right. but like just the fact that regardless of whatever, you know, they're always there for people. They show up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that was one part of the coin. The other part of the coin is that growing up, I've always wanted to be doc- a-, a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would watch these shows. I would see how people were so thankful to a doctor after, you know, the doctor was able to, you know, either maybe conduct surgery or like prescribe a medicine. So that always, you know, kind of inspired me. And also as a kid, I was very sick. So I was always in and out of the hospital. I was always surrounded by doctors, always surrounded by nurses. So I would say those two things joined together kind of, you know, you know, made me want to be in the public health space. It made me always wanted to, you know, help people and you know that's kind of where you know I'm at today um I would say my environment and you know the place I grew up in and my parents wow that's so inspirational um yeah that's beyond world changer status I would say uh wow well thank you so much for sharing that that philosophy of yours and what inspired it I'm sure that's going to speak to a lot of people who, you know, in this day of age of social media and everything, we feel like everybody's just showing, you know, trying to be showy and flashy and not mm. having any depth to who they are, what they're doing. And it's refreshing to hear that there's still folks out there, like truly trying to get to the heart of issues and, you know, having a purpose behind that and inspiration um, that really mm. fuels them. So it's so refreshing to hear that, like, whew, just take yeah. a sigh of relief, right? <laughs> out here saving the world yes so from your work and from your personal travel that you had and that you want to return to in the future uh what's a life lesson you've gained from traveling what's some wisdom (laughs) you can share I would say I don't know if this is this might not sound deep or shallow but one life lesson I would say is always carry cash Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) always carry dollars honestly I would say 
Americans are so privileged. Americans are so, you know, we take for granted the privilege that we have. Honestly, dollars speak everywhere. In the UK, in Timbuktu, in Asia, always carry dollars. <laughs> That's that's one life lesson I would I would mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It is widely accepted currency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Visa, right? Yes. <laughs> it's accepted everywhere. So always carry dollars. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. some great advice. I would I would co sign that because I've I've been in places where I'm <laughs> handing them their money. They're like, Hold up, you're American. I want a dollar. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, I would just say because there was one moment when we were in South Africa and we were hoping to use our credit cards. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't know, either the bank blocked it because it was outside the U.S. Mm. or, you know. So I would just say, just have cash. <laughs> yes. You know, just always have American dollars. Amen. Yeah. So that was one. And how old was I? I was probably like, 18 or 19 then I was just like yeah this is never happening <laughs> <laughs> I feel you I feel you um all right so where do you see yourself traveling next um outside of work and with who okay so outside of work I would say I've been really wanting to go to Iceland Ooh. Um, and honestly speaking, they're making it easy mm-hmm. because the flights there are like dirt cheap these days on Wow Airlines and so many Icelandic airlines. So they're really encouraging tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one place I've really wanted to go. And one of the main reasons why was because I watched this show called Viking. Ah. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> I know it's crazy, right? And the and you know just the way it's shot the landscape of how things mm-hmm. look it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. you know they're they're lakes they're they they call them fjords so they are so blue and so beautiful they're mountains and again back to hiking mm-hmm. i love hiking so it's just like this wild you know west in a sense that you know i want to kind of or like a wild frontier that I want to conquer, Ooh. you know. So I want to definitely visit Iceland very all right. soon. And it sounds like you're inviting me and all the listeners. So we're going to go ahead and pack our bags and join you, right? All right. <laughs> go to wow.com. Right. Come on, let's do it. More Americans and Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so very much for joining me and bringing us through your journey of travel and inspiration in life and purpose in life. And uh, before we go, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want you to say something uh, in your native language to close us off. It could be something with a word of wisdom or just your favorite quote or something. Oh my God. <laughs> on the spot. No pressure. Y'all are not letting me off. <laughs> no. Um, I would just say, um, Thank you very much. So that would be Eshegoni Eku Bugwe. And, you know, Eshefun Etosile. So basically, what I said is thank you very much. Thanks for listening to my story. Thank you for 
for tuning in to another episode of Traveling with LK. And if you're a fellow globetrotter or world changer, I would love to connect with you and share your story on this platform. So go over to www.lindsaykillett.com. Link is in the show notes. And let's connect. Let's get your story out to the world. And as usual, at the end of each episode, I share a response to one of the two questions what is your purpose in life and why do you like traveling and at the end of this episode we will be hearing from a new friend of mine brett i can't wait for you guys to hear his episode in the future so make sure you stay tuned and as usual thanks for listening purpose in life seems to be improving the quality of life of other people. That's what it is at the base of it. So right now, I want to do that in politics. I want to do that through social media. I want to make people's lives better and help them reach their full potential. And yeah, I think I think people's purposes can actually change. But that's what just feels right to me right now. And so that's what I'm going to do. Now, traveling. Traveling is awesome. It's so great to see different cultures and try new things, try new foods, go see different types of music, things like that. Traveling is almost a win-win situation every single time because you just get to experience something new.